0: Hi and welcome to The Money Girl Club! My name is Valerie and in this show we will talk about money and investing without the attitude. hello awesome of you to join welcome in this episode about things you should be careful about uh, and to look out for when you seek financial advice originally i was planning to air a different episode today Um, At the time of recording it is Sunday morning and later today I'm going to have a guest over uh, and I'm going to interview her to put that interview on the podcast as well Uh, because as you may or may not know I planned to do more interviews in season number two. because I think it's really interesting to let other people do the talking and let see how how they handle their money affairs. Um, but this morning, when I got under the shower, I had this wave of inspiration, and I like to act upon those waves. <laughs> uh, and I thought about how many things can go wrong when you seek out the advice of a financial advisor. Now, this is not. Well, don't be alarmed. Uh, That's what I want to say. This is not an episode to scare you off and to put you off seeking financial advice. Um, Definitely not. This is just a warning um, to not trust just everyone because there are good and bad advisors out there. Let's start with the beginning. I have a course named Newbie to Investor. Um, In Dutch, it's Beginner tot Belegger because I have them in both languages. Um, And in this course, I teach absolute beginners how to navigate the stock market. I teach my students how they should assess their financial situation, uh, how to determine which risk profile they are in, how the 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 stock market works basically, what products are on there etc. Now what people sometimes ask me before they start the course is well if I finish the course do I have to do everything all by myself? Um, And The answer is no. The full answer is you can if you want to but you don't have to if you finish the course that whole financial education you will have a financial knowledge to fall back on when you need it and that comes in handy either way whether you want to do it by yourself go on to the stock market and diy everything or if you want to seek financial advice afterwards the thing is with financial advice like i said You have people who are very good at their jobs and people who aren't very good at their jobs, like in every industry. Um, And I want to make sure that if you go and see a financial advisor, you you have the basic knowledge that you need to call them out on their bullshit if they are giving you bullshit. I'm sorry for my language. (laughs) I'll probably have to label this episode as explicit now. Anyway... That's what I wanted to say. So, that is really important. People good at their job, people bad at their job. And I just want to prevent that you fall into a trap of someone whose uh, intentions might be not that good. Because, well, there are people who are simply not really good at their jobs or not experienced enough, and that's not their fault. They just need more practice. But there are also scammers, a lot of scammers around. Whenever it's about money. There will always be people trying to take your money from you, especially when you actively go looking for people, put your money out there and say like, hey, I want to do something with this uh, with this cash. Can you help me? That will always attract scammers and frauds. And that is what I wanted to warn you about. So in this episode, uh, so instead of airing the interview that I initially planned, but it's still going to be recorded, but it's out there in two weeks. Um, So today I'm going to give you 10 red flags to look out for when you do seek financial advice. So financial advisors, like I said, can help you build your portfolio when you don't want to fly solo, when you don't want to wing it by yourself. Um, But not all advisors are created equal. Um... And I do understand that investing can be really intimidating when you're just getting started. There's a lot of information uh, on the internet, in books, um, on social media, of course, nowadays too. Uh, and it can be hard to see the forest through t- the, the trees. And I try to help you with this podcast uh, and with my content online and with my courses. But still, and I totally get that. There's nothing wrong with that. You might feel the need to go and talk to someone um and ask them what product is the best for you because I often get that question too but I don't give out financial advice okay I give out financial education I teach you how to assess some kind of situation and how to assess the stock market but I'm never going to tell you what you should buy what you should sell and when you should do that I am not licensed to do that and I don't want to, okay? There are plenty of people who are licensed and you can seek out their help, but I'm not going to do that. I want to prepare you for, um, well, the stock market in general, alright? <clears throat> I have this uh, tingling thing in my throat, so I'm sorry if I'm, cu- if I'm coughing. Well, it is autumn after all, so I guess we're entering uh, cold season. <laughs> So anyway, without further ado, here are my 10 red flags to look out for in Financial Advisors. The first one is the temptation of huge returns. I don't know about you but I get a lot of DMs on my Instagram. That's probably because in most of my posts I use a hashtag that has something to do with money or investing or the stock market and those bot accounts seek me out like well they're drawn to me like bees to honey and I get these messages like oh hey Valerie you have a really interesting profile and maybe you are interested in this product. It's guaranteed 70% return next month. And you can ask your money back whenever you want. Uh, You're never going to lose it. And yeah, you're going to get rich in no time. Well, it's really tempting, of course, to believe the promise of high returns. you're probably calculating in your head what you could do with all that money. Like, oh, wow, 70% return. That's really cool. So I don't really have that much, but maybe I could um, free up some money, like a thousand euro and then return it with a 70% return. Wow, that's going to be awesome. And then I can take a little bit of that and then invest some of that money back with the same product and oh, wow, I'm going to be rich. Oh, hello there. First class ticket to Thailand. That is not how it works. I get it. It's tempting. But if something, and you've probably heard this before, if something sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Returns that are way higher than the market average are rarely to be trusted. They are simply not true. You know, whenever they try to approach you with these tacky strategies like, popping into your DMs and saying like, hey, I don't know you, but I'm going to make you rich. Um, Well, just don't trust it plainly. That's a scam. It's fraud. A professional financial advisor who is good at their job, they don't need to apply tactics like that. And they don't need to promise you huge returns in your Instagram DMs or TikTok DMs or wherever, okay? Don't believe it. You're going to be Scammed. <laughs> keep your money in your pocket with these and whenever you see one of those dms please just don't even answer don't even bother just delete it and move on with your life okay <laughs> the second red flag is whenever an advisor guarantees a result whenever they are very firm um, about a certain product's uh, result being guaranteed and guaranteed and there is no way it can go wrong please do me a favor, get up and leave. They cannot do that. No matter how much experience and knowledge they have, nobody, and I really want to stress this, nobody can look into the future. Even Warren Buffett himself, the master investor, the best investor, the richest investor, I think, in the whole world, even him, he can't, see into the future we don't have a crystal ball to see what's going to happen we can analyze trends Um, you can watch the news and keep up with everything that's happening in the world and yes you will be able a good financial advisor at least will be able to predict a trend but it's never a hundred percent sure never 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 okay um Not all stock market products come with the same risk. Okay, that's true. And some are safer than others and might guarantee you a bit more than a different product. But a good advisor will never make a promise they cannot keep. Okay, so don't fall for the trap of guaranteed results. Always take that with a grain of salt. A third red flag is not asking you about your financial situation. See, I've known people who have been approached by financial advisors and instantly they jumped to I can do this and this for you and I'm going to invest it this way and this way and they came up with a whole strategy and not even once before they made any kind of proposition they asked about the financial situation like what's your buffer Uh, what's your income um what is the margin that you have how much do you want to invest because it's not because you have a lot of money that you want to invest all of that maybe you are just looking to invest 10% of it like it's your choice if a financial advisor don't don't doesn't ask you about that and doesn't start with that even more important that's yet that's your starting point that's a huge red flag No sensible decision can come from not knowing your current situation. All right, it's like (sighs) taking a GPS, getting into the car, and saying, "I want to go there." But if the if the GPS doesn't know your starting point, how can it ever calculate your destination and your route towards your destination? It's impossible. You 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 see, um, never ever. Base strategy of just a want or or when like I could go to a financial advisor and say hey in 10 years I want to have a huge villa and I want to live in Thailand and uh, I want to (laughs) have I don't know an alpaca farm (laughs) and I want a lot of money to do and realize all of that but I'm not going to say what my current situation is how how can any professional assess your situation correctly and map out the right strategy to get there, you can't. So if they don't ask you about your finances now, walk away. The next one is not taking your risk appetite into consideration. So one of the first things I teach every of my students um, is that as a beginning investor, you should determine your risk profile. What is a risk profile? Um, Well, put shortly. um, It is a directive that shows you uh, how aggressively you want to invest or not aggressive at all. Um, To be more clear, people often think that the stock market in general is very risky, um, but that's not true. There, There always is a certain risk. But there are products who are who entail more risk than others and it's up to you as an investor to determine based on your finances uh, based on your experience based on your knowledge and your risk tolerance um, to see what kind of products you are going to choose. It's not because you have a very large buffer which means that technical technically you could take more of a risk that you have to it is your money and you decide. Even if you have a large buffer and you could go for an aggressive approach but you don't want to, you feel safer with a more cautious approach, that's your risk profile, okay? Whenever an advisor neglects your risk profile, neglects to determine it in the first place or whenever you have it, doesn't listen to it, that's a problem. Um, When there is a risk profile but the strategy doesn't align with it, like, for example, you want to be cautious in your investments, but your advisor tries to manipulate you into taking more risk than you are comfortable with, that is a really big problem. Um, It shouldn't ever happen. You are the the person who is giving your money, trusting them with your money to grow it, and you have the last say always okay never let someone else trick you in doing something you are not comfortable with that goes for a lot of things but especially your money it is yours you worked for it you maybe received it from your parents in an inheritance no matter where it comes from always stay true to yourself okay I'm gonna take a sip of my tea and do a quick count because already I lost count <laughs> doesn't matter I've counted them beforehand and there are 10 so yeah okay the next one. Oh, this is a really big one getting rich quick oh i see this everywhere on social media uh there are tons of accounts that promise that they can make you rich within the month believe me i too would love to double my money by next month but it just is not realistic even if you are a very good investor if you're a very good consultant investing over a short term is super risky. Uh, the results are always to be found in the long run. And that is what I advise. Uh, well, I don't, like I said, I don't give out advice on products and what to buy, sell, and etc. But I always advise to invest long term. Take the long term approach that will always give you the best results. Do not believe a financial advisor when they say they will make you rich instantly. Um, I once got a question from someone who said I want to buy an apartment. I'm I'm single and I want to buy an apartment within a year or two maybe. Um, But as a single person the bank asks for a lot of money. Uh, They will not give me a loan as easily as they would to a couple. So I want to increase my savings and I totally get that. Um, It is not fair uh, how they treat singles but yeah. I can only show you how to navigate that. Um, And it is a fact that banks will demand a higher uh, input of you when you are single. What you should never, ever do is take that money, those savings that you have, and be like, okay, um, I'm going to try and double it by next year because then I will have a larger input. That is like going to a casino. The stock market is not a casino, Please do not treat investing as gambling, because you will lose. You know that when you go to a casino, that is supposed to be for fun. And if you're sensible about that, you know that the house always wins. And you can get lucky from time to time and get a small victory. Maybe, hey, you never know, you can get a large victory. But if you take it too far, and if you're being too... Uncautious with all of that, you will lose. Definitely, the house always wins. Don't be that fool in investing. And I'm sorry if that's harsh, but please, if you treat your investments like gambling, then you are a fool. You will lose your money. Don't do that. Uh, take a sensible approach, do your research, educate yourself, and seek out the help of a financial advisor if you must, but a good one using these tips. Okay? Getting, crit- getting rich quick does not exist. I wish it did, but it doesn't. So you might as well just make peace with that. (laughs) The next red flag, I believe we're at number six, number six, asking for your password. Now, you may be like, hey, (laughs) Valerie, I'm not stupid. I would never give my password to my banking account I've seen it happen. Trust me. I've seen it happen. And it will never be as straightforward as people coming up to you and say like, hey, hey, give me your password. Uh, then I'm pretty sure you won't do it. But there are very smart people out there. Unfortunately, smart people at the bad side of all things. <laughs> um, phishing is a really, really big problem. And people will manipulate you using clever schemes to try and yeah get to know your password and your login information and they will hack you plainly with with your permission because you you weren't onto them you know i've seen it happen plenty of times and i, I can't warn you enough about how many bad people are out there who are out to um, steal your money Uh, please be careful. It is like giving away the keys to your house, you know. Uh, Never click a link that you don't trust. Um, Whenever you get a DM or or an email with a link that is not entirely clear, that doesn't come from someone you know personally, don't do it. Don't ever click it. Because it will never, or it will, it will often not be that obvious as just giving away your password. But often, by clicking a link, you are giving away information you don't consent to. Okay, um, so be car- be very careful with that. But it might be as straightforward as that, like a financial advisor who says, "Hey, why don't you just give me your password and I will do everything for you, so you don't have to be occupied with that because it's a lot of work." I'll just log in for you and do it for you. Please don't do that. Again, like I said, it's like giving away the key to your house and then you're going to be surprised if they have um, broken into your house and stole everything that was inside. Keep your information, your your personal information in this day and age, in this digital era, is like your key. Be very careful with it. Red flag number seven Um, This is a little bit in line with the previous tip that I gave you. um, Asking to transfer money to them. Sometimes advisors will do that. Again, they should never do that. A professional will never ask you to do that. Always keep your money within your own account and ask your advisor what to do about it. Ask them for a strategy. Ask them for advice on which product to buy, but never Transfer money to someone else whenever they promise you, hey, I'm just going to put it in this product, but you don't have access to that, only I can do that, and I will return you as soon as it's making a profit. What do you think is going to happen? I don't think you'll see your money back. I have seen dramatic things happen uh, with people who trusted their advisor and well, who practically wired all of their savings um, with the intention of doing something good for their family uh, to, to well, they were thinking about the future of their, their partner, their kids, the rest of their family, and it was just within the blink of an eye, all gone. And of course, the scammer was never heard about anymore, and they just left with the money. It might seem obvious... But again, they can trick you into doing stuff like that. So never, ever, ever transfer money to someone else's account to make an investment. Keep it within your own account. Red flag number eight, not listening to your wishes whenever you have a talk with a financial advisor the good thing to do is well they will have a talk with you again like I said in the beginning about your financial situation about your risk profile but also what are your goals they will ask you what is your meaning to uh, what what is your in- incentive to invest what do you want to reach um, and if you for example say, oh, I want to save for my retirement. And your advisor says, yeah, yeah, I don't think that's that important. I think you should save uh, for, or your strategy should be based on succession planning. Just naming something. It's not up to them. It's up to them to listen to your wants and needs and your goals and to advise the best thing for you. It's not up to them to manipulate you into doing something that they would do. Let them do that with their money. But this is your money, your investment, your call. Okay, whenever you are not listened to, um, please persevere. And if you have the feeling that even with all of your efforts to make them listen to your wishes, they are not listening. Again, get up and leave. That's not what you're there for. You are not hiring them to make their dreams come true, okay? You are hiring them. You are the client. Client is king and, or queen <laughs> and uh, they work for you. Never forget that, okay? Your wishes are what your financial advisor has to work with. And then we have a red flag number nine, uh, also a very important one being secretive about fees. Whenever your financial advisor is quite secretive and doesn't want to give too much information about what everything is going to cost you, um, for example, like they propose a certain fund to you, they are obligated to show you every fee uh, that is attached to making a transaction for that kind of product. Um, Sometimes there's an entry fee uh, Very often, by the way, there are management fees. Sometimes there's a fee you have to pay when you sell uh, your position in that fund. I'm not judging the fees. I'm judging the fact that they don't tell you. They should tell you everything. And again, the decision is completely up to you. Um, Sometimes there's a high fee and you are completely fine with it because you think it's worthwhile. Perfect. But you need to know upfront, how much everything is going to cost if they don't want to show you that they are hiding something and they don't work in your best interest. So if they're being secretive, if they're not being transparent, run. And then the last one, the last red flag, number 10, not taking the time to give you a detailed explanation. You see, most advisors work commission-based or again, they can just charge an hourly rate. Both are possible, but they are doing this to make money. Obviously, it's their job and they have the right to do so. Uh, Everyone works a job to make money. That being said, they need to give you the proper amount of time. uh, And well, it's a form of respect. Some of those people will try to rush you because they just want to see as many as as many clients as possible in one day, because that means more money. Um, sometimes they just want to sell you a very expensive product, and they will rush, 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 and take you through the 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 explanation uh, to not give you the time to, I don't know, have second thoughts. It's Like a little bit with the secret, being secretive about about fees, you know. Um, Most of the time, those two go hand in hand. So whenever you don't understand something they are explaining to you, don't hesitate to ask them to explain it to you again. You are, again, the client. They are working for you. And if they don't want to take their time... Uh, to give you a detailed explanation about what you are going to do with your own money, then they are not worth your time and your money, okay? Um, You are the most important person in this conversation. Never forget that. So those were my 10 tips, my 10 red flags. I'll just go over them again one more time. Uh, So first of all, we had the temptation of huge returns, The second red flag was guaranteeing a result when that's not possible. Third one, not asking about your financial situation and your starting point. Fourth red flag, not taking your risk appetite into consideration and thus neglecting your risk profile. Number five, getting rich quick. It doesn't exist. (laughs) I'm sorry, but it doesn't. Number six, asking for your password, to the, so the login information to your accounts. Number seven, asking to transfer money to them. Please don't ever do that. Number eight, not listening to your wishes. Number nine, being secretive about fees. And lastly, red flag number 10, not taking the time to give you a proper explanation. Phew, that was a lot. Okay, 10 red flags, and there are probably more, but these are the most important ones that I came up with for this episode in my shower this morning. (laughs) It's like I said, I had a wave of inspiration. Now, I named 10 red flags that you should look out for, but what to do whenever you recognize them, because it's not as easy. Maybe you are in this conversation, and you recognize one or more of these red flags. What do you do? Three tips. First of all, ask questions. Do not be afraid to ask questions. Again, they work for you. You are the client and you are entitled. You have the right to ask questions because it is about your money after all. Secondly, don't be intimidated. Okay, Uh, some advisors might use very big words and well, maybe if they, they will try to impress you. I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for but you, you you, probably get what I mean. They will try to Im- impress you with big words and don't be intimidated by that and try to see through that. Um, don't be afraid to say, hey, I don't understand and I want you, I demand of you to explain to me in a better way. It's their job. They should, a- They should be able to do that. Now, what helps is being educated yourself, having that basic knowledge. And that's what I do. Uh, I give you that basic knowledge about the stock market because, like I said all the way in the beginning of this episode, you will be able to call out their bullshit if they are bullshitting you. Again, (laughs) explicit uh, language in this episode, but I'm sure if you have been following me for a longer time, I don't think you'll mind that much. Okay, so don't be intimidated. Educate yourself and that will help you a lot. And that would immediately be my third tip. Get educated. If you know the basics, they won't be able to scam you. Or the chances are way, way lower, okay? Uh, Whenever, when you don't have any knowledge about the stock market at all, and a financial advisor would say to you, oh, this stock is purely without risk, then you, well, it will will be difficult to know, well, they are the experts, so you're probably going to believe then. But um, if you have that basic knowledge, you will be able to say, hey, my man or my woman, uh, this is not true. This is simply not true. And if you're trying to sell me this, then I don't trust you anymore. Uh, Bye bye. I'm going to look for someone else. Okay. I hope I have helped you with this episode. uh, Whenever you are trying to find someone to help you with your investing journey. Please don't take this the wrong way, and please don't take this as financial advisors being all very bad people trying to scam you because they aren't. Most of them are really good. It could be your banker, it could be uh, an independent broker. They are really valuable if you want to uh, make good investing decisions, but again. Educate yourself, ask questions, and don't let them scam you because there are bad ones out there. But now, hopefully, you can recognize them. All right, I'm going to end this episode here. Now, if you want to learn more about investing and if you want to up your knowledge about that, and not just the theoretical knowledge, but also practical knowledge, then I have something for you. I have been preparing for my workshop in Antwerp um, it's going to be a live workshop. I have talked about that on my Instagram profile. So, uh, But if you haven't heard that yet, then I'm telling you now. It's going to be so, so, so awesome. After all of the online courses, I'm going to be so happy to meet up with you in real life. And I'm going to give you that personal guidance that you don't have in my online, my current online course. I'm going to stand beside you. I'm going to make exercises with you. Um, I'm going to show you how to make up that risk profile, how to determine your own strategy. I'm going to give you hand-on exercises to get going immediately and its oh, I'm so <laughs> looking forward to that. Uh, I'm going to love getting into the nitty-gritty and really being able to help you as you go. So if you are interested in that, I have waitlist because the ticket sale hasn't started yet but I will link it in the show notes Um, please go there or go to my website thismoneygirl.com and there you will find all of the information about the waitlist please register for the waitlist because there will be a gift attached uh, whenever you decide to buy a ticket as a waitlister there's an awesome bonus Now the workshop will be on the 29th of October if you are listening to this episode at a later point in the future after the workshop has been um, hosted. No worries, I plan to do this more frequently uh, because like I said I love getting together in real life. There will always be a waitlist for this so again go to my website thismoneygirl.com and you will find all of the information or you can always send me a message Uh, in my DMs on Instagram or through email valerie at thismoneygirl.com. I will link all of the information in the show notes as well as the link to the blog posts related to this podcast episode so you can read at your own pace all of those 10 red flags that I discussed in this show. Okay, I'm going to end it here and I'm going to prepare for my guest who is coming this afternoon uh, because we're Going to record a podcast together. I'm going to interview her. It's going to be really cool. If you want to hear this episode, you'll have to be patient for another two weeks. So the next one will be the interview. I hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, the tips that I gave you. If you did, I would really love it if you gave me a review on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It would really help me a lot because that means that other people will be. Uh, finding me more easily so that would be really really cool of you okay that was it for today and I hope I will see you in the next episode bye bye thank you so much for listening to the money girl club if you enjoyed this episode please send it to a friend and I will send you lots of good karma if you subscribe and give me a review have a wonderful day and see you in two weeks